Ready to talk some sports. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Bidding. Yep, I am your host, Tyler T. Taylor. And we have an incredible show for you today. Welcome back. It is March 21st. We're coming to the end. We're coming to the end of March. Right before Easter. Right after spring. Right after daylight savings. We're gonna talk about Peyton Man. We're gonna talk about Tom Brady. We're gonna get into the NFL and their rule changes. We're gonna talk NBA contracts, the NCAA tournament, and actually the biggest upset in the tournament, and a whole lot more. But you know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. And I know what you're thinking, you're like, whoa, you probably had to check your dial real quick and figure out, was I listening to an old show? Like, is this the right one? No, 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 no. Listen, there's a very good reason on why I am using the throwback entrance music. And that is to pay homage to... A throwback individual, Mr. Five Dog, Malik Isaac himself, rest in peace, pa- found, passed away, died at 44, young. We all know him from Tribe Called Quest. At least anybody within, at least, I want to say what, maybe five years younger than me, at least well, within five years younger than me, seven years older than me. But... We're going to have to pay homage to this good today. So before we kick the show off, before we do anything. Goodness, and 
if you just so happen to be a little too young to know who this individual was. Like, because listen, even for me, to be honest with you, even even for me, and because and, I always have to explain to people that I still grew up in a predominantly Jamaican household, which means until the age of 13, all I really listened to in the house was Jamaican reggae music, all different kinds, you know, so... You know, I anytime I heard something else, it was, it was more of a privilege, more than it was the norm. So even his early work, you know, or Tribe Called Quest early work is, is very, is, is, is very new to me. Or I can't say it's new to me, but it's foreign to me. But I still know enough about him and, and still know enough about his rhymes to know that, yeah, that he is part, he is part of one of the reasons wholeheartedly while Tribe Called Quest was as great as he is. Like, listen, it's something that you may not know. Throughout the time when Tribe Called Quest had their album, they, there's one consistent thing, and that's usually his solo his solo track. And his solo track is usually fire. You heard some of that today. But we're going to have to switch gears, right? <clears throat> and since we're in a, in a, in a, in a moment of, of, I guess, of gloom, I guess we're just going to have to talk about a team that I, I guess I just I just do not care for, and you, you guys know how much I hate the like I hate the Patriots. It's it's just you know like anytime I hear I even hear the name Patriots, it's just and let, let's let's get this straight right. I I don't hate the, like I hate the Patriots for a lot of reasons. Right, just like I hate Tom Brady for a lot of reasons, and it's and it's not, right. It's not. I'm not jealous of like Tom Brady's looks or, or you know, because I was honestly I like, think I look better than him. Like that's just honest. You know, honest, honest to God, truth. Like, listen, if I had half of his money, like I would look better than him. I'm just saying because it's, it, that's that's really half of his appeal. But his wife. Like, eh, I don't care about his wife. His wife's not even that cute to me. To be honest with you, she's not even cute. Like, like you can keep whatever you call a supermodel. Like, I like my chicks with a little bit of meat on them. Like, I listen, I see a supermodel almost every other day. So, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, her thighs don't touch. Ew. Like, that's disgusting to me. Like, all that wind just constantly passing through there, drying it out. Like, ugh. Sorry. No, 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 no. I like I like my shit to be marinated. It definitely ain't his money because I'm sorry, like I make army money, so my money is more fulfilling than what his may be in amount. So let's just get that out the way. Like, so if you want to say, "Oh, I'm mad at the fact that he's a four-time Super Bowl champ," you you may be right. But that's not the case in this one. Not, the, not mad that he's a three-time MVP. 11-time Pro Bowl, six-time AFC champ. No, 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 no. No, not at all. None of those are the reasons why I'm saying. But you know what? In that category, it kind of plays a factor into why I'm upset with them today. Because all of this plays a factor into why I'm upset with them. Why I'm upset with them. But it's not, a, it's not that they have Bill Belichick. And he is the most apparently tight-lipped funny mofo that's ever existed but he 
is just a football mastermind and gets people to play. No, no, no. no not upset about that either. I'm not upset that the Patriots have a proven system that wins and players come and not only do they fly straight, but they take pay cuts. And I'm not also mad that Patriots just manage themselves well and always get rid of the, 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 the guy at the right moment before they have to pay and easily replace him. No, 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 no. Like I said, it's not all that individually. But like I said, it's definitely not about looks, wife, or buddy. It's about just them. It's the Patriots. Because they have the, organi- the kind of organization that I wish my team had. Because they have the kind of organization where they get a Martellus Bennett. You understand? Like, they are managed great. Like I said, not only did they just recently um, get rid of <laughs> an over-the-hill, you know, what may, be, what may be an over-the-hill asset or an asset before, you know, it becomes or overpriced asset, I should say, not over-the-hill. Um, but they replace, like, they go after what is considered their, let's call it their Gronk and Hernandez 2.0. You like you understand how well they run? Like Miami's had a fire sale as of late, right? Had a couple people on the line, but let's let's be honest with you. Like they've had a fire sale. Like when you lose your your best cornerback and 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 your running back, like you've had a fire sale. <laughs> um, the Bills are losing weight when they when they're losing pass rushers. The Jets are unled. You know, because like they 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 can't get off the ground because they have no quarterback. They have nobody to fly the plane. And then we have the Patriots. They got better. They got stronger. And like I said, we got to deal with Gronk and Hernandez 2.0. And they were hard to stop. Now we're going to get Gronk and Gronk. Cause that's, what it, that's what that is. Like, like, like Mar- Martell- Martellus Bennett is a big dude. Like He has no small feet of a man. He's huge. And his hands are nasty. Like we seen all them catching camps, that all them all them catching performances that him, Brandon Marshall, and who's the wide receiver that they have now? Ah, I forgot him. I don't know how I'm gonna forget how I'm forget this dude's name. And I think I had him on my fantasy team like two years ago. But huh? we'll we'll come back to him. We'll we'll think about that later. So they just get better. And like I said, the Hernandez and Gronk was hard to stop. I mean, Gronk alone is hard to stop. And we have to deal with Martellus Bennett and Gronk. Like, no, like, the only thing that we can possibly hope for, and I'm talking we as in the Bills, the, the Jets, and the rest of the league. The only thing that we can hope for when it comes to them is injuries. We just have to hope that Gronk ends up being Gronk and gets some kind of major injury. Like, I know it's bad to say, but that's what, that's what we have to hope for. We have to hope Martellus Bennett, like, reverts back to the Martellus Bennett that, that, that kind of had last year in Chicago. Where he just w- wasn't willing to play through a couple of those banged up moments. Let's hope they get that. Because if we get anything else, if they get if they get elite Gronk and Martellus Bennett at his best, you know what I mean? Focus, you know, buying into the system, doing what's right. You know what I mean? You know, eating his vitamins and saying his prayers. Oh man. Like Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Not again. 
It's, it's going to be ridiculous. And so, talk, and talking about moves, that, that even takes me into the fact that now the Dallas Cowboys have a new acquisition. So, the Dallas Cowboys have now picked up Alfred Morris. And there's also this one of those acquisitions where you're never quite sure how you want to take it. Because while the Dallas Cowboys, they, they've shown two sides of them. They've shown that... What's his name? Crap! They showed that while they've had a good offensive line... Not everybody can run behind that line. And I still, and that may be the biggest thing. Like, so they showed that the, uh, that that Murray, that that, the, that Demarco Murray can can run behind. Not Demarco Murray. I'm gonna have to do a correction on his name later on, but <laughs> but we show that that was a that was a match made in heaven, and then and then they showed us last year that not everybody could run behind that line. So two years ago they showed that they had a match made in heaven, running back, offensive line, but they also had their quarterback healthy. They also had their wide receiver healthy. Last year they had none of that healthy. They got they got rid of their running back. They lost their wide receiver. They lost their quarterback. And now they're, they're hoping to get all of those guys back because even Dez was a little shaken up still at the end of last year, but hopefully having a complete offseason to really tend to his injuries will help him recover. Tony Romo is gonna need to you know he's he's gonna need to wear extra padding because it doesn't like Tony Romo is gonna be able to take any more take too many more hits. And It's interesting what Alfred Morris is going to do. Because Alfred Morris started off the first three years of his career as one of the hottest running backs in the league. When we come back from break, I'm going to give you my opinion on what I think he may do in Dallas. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys and head down to Multivest game and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute. Still here. I'm still Tyler Taylor. You're still here with me. So, as I was saying before the break, we knew what Dallas was two years ago. We know what Alfred Morris did his first three years in the league. So now what we're trying to say is, okay, can Dallas' running game recapture what they had two years ago? And can Alfred Morris recapture what he had 
those first three years in the league because, listen, Alfred Morris, eh, he's been looking a little suspect lately. So, I'm also hoping that Alfred Morris realizes that if he goes to Dallas, they're gonna workhorse you. Like, like, like Alfred, Alfred, Al, can I can I call you Al? Like, I, I never met you a day in my life, but I, but I do remember seeing stories about you still driving that beat up car forever. I mean, super, super, super got it fixed, got it, got it straightened up. You know, got got the, everything redone. But you know, old car basically. You know what I mean? But still, 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 still. Al, you do realize that Dallas is going to run you into the ground like they did their running back two years ago. It's just going to happen. And there's, and there's, and, 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 and I think that Alfred Morris somewhere deep down kind of, kind, kind of knows that coming to Dallas probably does mean he may get more touches than he's ever gotten in his life. As we've seen in the past. So, listen, I think the more, I, I think he's going to do well. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I honestly believe that Alfred Morris will do well. I just don't know if everybody will stay healthy that they need. So we're going to see. This is going to be interesting. Because it looks like Dallas and the Giants, New York, are going to be poised for a shootout for the top of that division. Which, which, is, which, is, almost, which is almost expected. That these two teams should be the two teams... That is fighting for it at the top of the, you know, for the division. Because, you know, the Eagles have been damaged by Chip Kelly. And Washington, Washington needs to change their name. That's what they need to do. I'm not even going to go into Washington until Washington changes their name. And you know what? Like, I didn't even want to talk about this, right? Like, until, like, much, much later in the show. And you know what? We will. We will. We will. Because, and if we don't talk about it today... Just know that Washington not changing their name is a lot more ignorant than you than you think, and it's not ignorant on like anybody's part that supports them. Like it's ignorant on Washington's point because the reason that they're using is really illogical. We'll talk about that more later, if not later today, sometime next week. But we will talk about that one later. So, as, we, as we're talking about the NFL and there are many, many, many changes, right? We, we, the NFL has recently made a series of change again. They've, they've changed the chop, block, the, chop, the chop block rule. Where now, before when the center was able to receive a chop block or, or be chop blocked, you know, by a secondary offensive lineman, you know, outside of, but like a defensive end, you know, is able to be, you know, is able to be chop blocked while still being engaged or after being engaged by, by 
by the center, something of that nature. I know I may be explaining this like completely confusing, but they changed the chop block rule. They changed the chop block rule. They changed the horse collar rule. Changed the horse collar rule where it's all, it brought it's brought all the way down to the nameplate. So that means that you just can't grab anymore anywhere near the top of the jersey. If you're gonna grab basically this, I guess it was basically what they're saying is that if you're gonna grab anywhere, it has to be basically middle back, you know, kind of in, in the middle of the shoulder blades, you know, lower middle, so you know, upper, lower middle shoulder <laughs> shoulder blades. Um, this whole two personal foul thing that, listen, we all know why these two personal foul ejections is going to come from. And that's because of what happened with ODB and, and Josh Newman. And listen, there's a part of me that understands it and completely agrees with it because and when it happened, right? Cause see, yeah, yeah, see, you guys have to have to think about it like this. Like, yes, I perfectly understand what Richard Sherman is saying as well. Where you have the oldest people making changes about the game out, about the game, and they haven't played the game, and it seems like they're making changes about things that they really know nothing of because there's so many ways that you can get a personal foul, you know, that will get you ejected. Now, I'm hoping that officials don't go willy-nilly and don't go crazy with it, and this is also something that could be reviewed to prevent a player from being ejected out of the game. Like, these are all things that I'm hoping for, but ultimately, I do understand it. Need the the ultimate need for this rule, and that's because when they said, or they asked, remember, remember when, let's remember this. Remember when the uproar happened, and they asked both coaches basically, "Why didn't you take your play out of the game?" And you know what the coaches said? Well, the referees didn't kick him out the game. Um, why would they? Why would I take my best player out of the game? Like, this is their thought. This is what they said. This is their mentality. Referees didn't kick them out the game. Why would they take their best play out the game? Yeah, they may not agree with the act or what, they, or what they're doing, but they're still trying to win games. And if the league or, or the official, or if the officials of the league has, not, has nothing inside the game to toss that player out, then they're not going to take him out. And if the officials don't feel like it's, a, it's, it's, such a rep, it's such an offense that they need to throw that player out, then they're not going to take him out. Now, put it this way, with the way this rule is, like, we wouldn't have had that many injections. Now, that's the thing about it. Now, let's see if that number, how, 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 how far up or down that number would have go goes up. Because I would assume that they've also weighed how many times one player has received more than two, you know, more, more than two of those fouls in a game. If it's somewhere like in the teens, I'm pretty sure they're always living with it. Like we we'll deal with the seventeen bad apples, the fifteen bad apples. But now you have a way that you no longer have to put the coaches in the compromising position. Because think about it from see you're thinking about it from the players' position and 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 all these and all these other positions, right? Well, the players are the ones that are putting themselves in this position. First of all, let's remember that. Like while. While we're over here saying like yeah, people are making rules about the game that that are, that are that are affecting players, and they are, they are not taking a player's consideration into the game. Well, guess what? The players are also putting themselves in the division in this position because if you weren't doing borderline actions, then you wouldn't get personal fouls. See, it's a chain reaction. So if you don't get personal fouls, you don't have to put your coach in an awkward position if he needs to keep if he needs to pull you for your actions on the field. Now we're talking about something that is the ultimate, like the, the the black point of the spectrum. If you're talking about white, black, and gray, but you know the black part of the spectrum, where 
Odell Beckham and Josh and, and, and Josh Newman was the black area. You understand? And it's a whole lot of gray area. And it's gonna be and there's, and, there's, and there's a little sprinkle of white area as, as well. But it's a whole lot of gray area. And I think those gray areas don't get called enough for them to not want to put this this in play because, like I said, after the coaches are asked, how come they don't they didn't get ejected out the game? The league gets asked by reporters, hey, what did you think about this and about these players being ejected? And why didn't you referees, you know, X, Y, Z? And then guess what happens with those refs? Those refs are being asked by the league. Hey, why didn't you throw these players out of the game for X, Y, Z action and la, 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 la. So you know what? Referees are saying, you know, the referees use whatever logical excuse that they, they use to cover their backside at that, at that moment in time. So the league says, you know what? Well, since the coaches won't take responsibility for it and the players won't stop doing their actions and the referees are going to use are going to use a backdoor excuse to get around throwing that player out. Guess what? We're just going to make a rule that allows you to throw them out after they've gotten X, Y, Z amount of fouls. And guess what? If you're not a one of those borderline dirty players, then you won't. This won't bother you. You won't get that foul. You understand? They just took out the chop block, so you don't have to worry about that. So guess what? If you start chop blocking people and you get a personal foul and get ejected out the game, then you know why. Because now you're coming in personal fouls. That's you. So, <laughs> and then, so I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to hear the excuses when it comes to a lot of these rule changes. Because if the players weren't doing a lot of these acts for them to constantly for the league to constantly be scrutinized then guess what the league wouldn't have to put in actions to help control the players on the on the field and if the players knew how to police themselves to not do actions that would get themselves scrutinized to get the player question or scrutinized to get their coach question or scrutinized to get their team question or scrutinized to you know what I mean to get the league question or scrutinized then guess what the purple at the people at the top are gonna have to make mandates to control the people at the bottom because the people at the bottom cannot police themselves enough for it to stop. This is your fault, players. I'm sorry, I can't agree with you on this one. Like systematically, I, I really can't. Like that 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 Odell Beckham and Josh Newman thing was disgusting. Was it was absolutely disgusting. And you and you can't keep having that. You can't have listen. Sherman, I hear you, I feel you, I know what you're saying logically, but you can't have people launch, listen, if that was you he launched himself at, you would want him gone. So stop playing. Seriously, stop playing. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I think this is one of those times where where Richard Sherman is, is, is objecting just because he objects a lot, and this is what he does. So, also, NFL is going to change um, the catch rule. You have to... Now definitely like not only catch the ball but one foot two feet you know look like you're running and, and then bam you're a legal catcher and then and then the pile removal um, is that now you can no longer just keep jumping on the piles and you see people trying to get in there because, and you hear the stories you know people trying to break fingers and all kinds of stuff and gouge out eyes underneath the underneath the pile so now basically if you weren't part of the original pile then you can't come jump into the pile you're basically just you're allowing the referees to to basically be the only people that remove the pile and see who's actually down there instead of having all this extra ruckus down there i like it listen i have no part of any of these rule changes and you know what <laughs> talking about rule change hey you heard in the intro that we're gonna go fast today listen i i, I think i'm gonna bring that one back i don't know you got you guys have to let me know actually um help me out here 
Do you, do you like the old intro, which is the one I played today, or the new intro? Intro. So let me know because I don't I don't know if I really do like the oh, the new one better, or I'm sorry, not the new. If I, oh, I mean, if I because right now I'm really feeling the old one, the one I played today, and I don't know if it's nostalgia coming back to me or if I really do like it better. You guys, let me know. Leave some comments below. Um. While we're talking about rule changes, really quick before we go into that next break, right? I I I I heard I heard somebody talk about something, right? The three for two, uh, and we're gonna switch over to the NBA, right? And and propose a possible rule change for them. This has to do specifically with what's considered the hacker shack rule, right? And we all know how this works. That you know what? We'll talk about that later. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute. Again, I am Talon Taylor. So before the break, as I was saying, the the NBA has the NBA has this current rule rule about the hacker shack, right? Where if you know you can you can do the hacker shack rule until about two minutes left in the, in the end of the quarter, and then if you do it after that, then the other team gets possession back, right? And a lot of teams do it just to slow down momentum and things of that nature. And there's been debate, right, if they should possibly take out, like, being a, like, a portion of this hacker shack rule or the free throws, and not the free throws, but all in all, but that, where a way that they can't do the hacker shack anymore for big men because it's slowing down the pace of the game and it's, it's, it's way too. It's not too punitive enough also on the team that's committing the fouls. They just can't do it at the end of the game. So take all that into consideration, right? Where you, if you do it at the end of the game, right, two minutes into the quarter, right, or I should say halves, then the other team will get possession back. You know, that's, too, that's shooting the free throws. You can do it any time before then and it's okay. Now people are complaining that it's being it's slowing down the game, and it doesn't really. There's nothing that really deters the team that's committing the fouls from doing it to bad free throw shooters. So I thought about something of bringing back what used to be the three for two rule, where. Stuff like technical fouls, personal, like, um, intentional fouls, 
um, flagrant fouls, things of that nature. You know, things along that line. You used to get three for two. Um, three attempts to make two shots. Which I think would be great for this hack-a-shack rule. That if you go down and you intentionally foul somebody because they're a bad free throw shooter, yeah, you know what? We understand that you're fouling them because they're a bad free throw shooter, but we don't really want you to keep fouling them because they're a bad free throw shooter, so we're going to give them three attempts to make these two shots. So we know that they're bad. We're going to give them one extra attempt because you're purposely fouling them because they're bad. I think that's a much better solution. Like, I don't know who they need to talk to or who needs to get this audio. Um, then you may need to ignore, well, I don't think there's any part that you may need to ignore. I was going to say the profanity in the beginning, but this is a podcast. So, you don't need to know anything. You just got to fucking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, seriously, bring back the three for two for intentional fouls for the hack shack rule. Give, give the Dwight Howards and the DeAndre Jordans and the kid in Detroit... <laughs> Three attempts to make to make two shots. Listen, he can miss all three, but at least now you're giving them just a better chance to make one more. And think about it. They have a much better chance to go two for three than they are going to go two for two. It may be a deterrent. It may start off to be a deterrent. Put that rule in NBA. Listen, listen to me, NBA. Put that in there. Hope you do. You're going to get, listen. We going to see. You're going to get this. Now, next is a brand new segment that I am introducing to the show. <clears throat> I don't know how brand new it is because I believe I've done something to this nature. I just haven't had anything really for it yet. So let us introduce now the segment of the show where I talk about local sports and events. Woo! Matter of fact, three oh five. So, we're going to start about talking about the heat. You like that? You guys like that? I know, I know. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to give you one. My So, I'm going to have to apologize, first and foremost, to Joe Johnson. Because when Joe Johnson came to Miami, I said that I, I don't buy it. The only thing that I see... Is another retired New Yorker or another New Yorker coming to coming to Miami to retire, coming to South Florida to retire? And hold on, we got a man burp coming. Uh, oh shit, I lied. That was not one. Ha. <laughs> okay, so I could have kept that one to myself. I, I I I wish I had a mute button. I don't have one of those people. This is not how we do this. I keep telling you, you guys get this as live and as raw as possible. There are no edits. There are no additional cuts. It's 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 fed into the mic and it's put into you and it's uploaded right away. Zippity doo dah, zippity day. This ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. 
So I said that he, he was another New Yorker coming to coming to South Florida to retire, and and that's been the complete opposite. Like since he's been here, he's ha- he's re he's he's reinvigorated his whole entire game. Like he's 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 averaging more points than I can't say more points than he was, but I can't say he's really averaging more points. His shooter percentage, his shooter percentage. But but you never thought that Joe Johnson was 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 that great of a, of a shoot of I shouldn't say I, I always thought he was more of a, of a volume shooter. But I guess he's always been a volume shooter because he's always had to take a lot of shots. So man, is he? He is looking good, and he is looking reinvigorated, like completely. Man, listen, it's really hard to watch somebody like Joe Johnson right now and be able to give him praise and kudos for looking good because he plays for the enemy. He plays for my number one hated team. In the league currently. And it would be in the end if Reggie Miller's cock face was still in the league. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. I, 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 I went to a, this is went to a dark place. I, I do apologize. Like, if you know anything about me, you do realize that I can't even listen to Reggie Miller do commentating. Like, the fact that they make Reggie Miller night commentate Knicks games, I, 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 I think it's torture. It's, it is absolutely horrendous. It's mean-spirited, and I do not like it. TV officials, you need to change this. You need to change this ASAP, ASAP, as soon as possible. ASAP. So, while we're sitting here talking about the heat, you know what? I, I, I've, I've touched also on this briefly, and I've talked about this in a couple of ways, but Miami, you won't have to pay. White side, <laughs> like, do not get it twisted. Like, you are gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay White side. It is, it is undeniable right now. You're gonna have to pay White side, and you're gonna, and you're gonna have to hope that he wants to stay in Miami. I mean, I like, really, really hope he wants to stay in Miami, because if he feels slighted, mishandled, not free enough, given the opportunity to roam, blossom, or do whatever. He can, he'll take his talent somewhere else, like Lakers. He'll go to L.A. Imagine him in L.A., being a boss in L.A. Him mixed with mixed with mixed 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 with um D'Angelo Russell and 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 Nance and 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 what's that? What's their what's their power forward's name? But yeah, imagine him mixed in with those guys. That is something he can do. So you're gonna have to pay him. And you're going to have to pay him well because, listen, the one thing that you're going to have to fear, especially, 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 with all the money and cap room that is projected to be available next year and in the upcoming years, that somebody doesn't give you a poison pill. They Jeremy Lin you. That's what I'm calling out. They Jeremy Lin you. Like, be careful. Heat fans, if you're hearing this, I'm telling you, that's the one thing that you probably should, you should fear. Heat Nation, you should fear that Whiteside does not get a poison pill, because I don't know, because I don't know if, if if Pat Riley is the guy that, that matches poison pills. I don't think that he is. So we'll see. And while we're also still talking about the Heat, LeBron James. I mean, how many times 
must we have to listen to you and your... I'm going to take my talents to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I'm a huge basketball IQ. I'm done. Seriously? But he should... In case you guys don't know, because... Like I said, I'm, I'm predominantly like a New Yorker to New York fan. That the Heat Nation was going wild with that. But not only with that, but also the fact that LeBron James stumbled, is, is done with the questioning down here, and deleted the Cavs as from his Twitter account, Facebook account, or whatever social media account. They already... Like, like singing praises of him coming home, coming back. I'm coming home, I'm coming home. You, you understand? Like, they are already making chants and rally cries and talking about, oh yeah, LeBron James, he's coming, he's coming back to Miami. He's gonna, and then you see the story that pops up about him and Melo and CP3 and and, Le, and Dwayne Wade. I'm just like, Melo, don't do it because out of all of them, like he's the one that I've always respected the most. He really is. He is the he's the one I respected the most out of all of all of them. CP3 gets my respect after that, followed by Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. And and listen, CP3 is only passes. CP3 only surpasses Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade pat, um, plays on the Heat. If Dwayne Wade didn't play on the Heat, he'll be above CP3. But I have to put him in his Heat fakes. I need to put him in his Heat place. But I don't hate any Heat player more than I hate LeBron James. Let's not get that twisted. So, while we are still talking about local marketing activities, right? I want to say that I recently had the opportunity to make it to a game for a semi-professional football team here locally named the Hollywood Browns. And I am going to absolutely say that I was impressed. And I'm excited because going to that game may lead to a future opportunity. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Not at all. We're here to talk about those players. Because them boys are good. Them boys are damn good. <laughs> oh, holy crap. When I met the coach and the owner and, and the linebacker coach and the head coach. And, <laughs> I, and they invited me out to the game. I did not expect to see the level of dominance that I, that I saw. And I'm telling you, I'm coming up. I'm coming up against a break here, and I don't care. I may just have to go over this to talk about this. I am telling you, their quarterback, number thirteen, he is a bad boy. And when I say not only is a bad boy, he is huge. This sucker is absolutely huge. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I really did wish I had a little bit more time with these guys, to like so I can find out how tall they are because that is one thing that they don't give you, you know, is in their bio is their height. But no, 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 no. Let me tell you, the quarterback, Jarris Smith. He is a big boy and man, can he sling the rock? And he wins. And then there's also Bryce Schaefer. <laughs> so, not like these these guys were dominant from the beginning, and and you can absolutely see it. Um, it was and this game was the 
was the Hollywood Browns versus the, I believe it was the Peninsula, um, I may be pronouncing this completely wrong. Ponician Venoms, but they were playing the Venoms. Definitely know how to. I know. I definitely know they were playing the Venoms. I know that much. <laughs> and seriously, the Venoms did not look like they wanted to come out and play at all. They they looked unprepared. They came out. They came out completely half-assed. Every single time they they start they started off with the ball. They started it with bad field position. Now let me now let me mind you. This was a complete blowout. When I say a complete blowout, this is a blowout in every sense of the, every word of the sense. It was 58 to 6. Yes, folks. 58 to 6. They had no chance. But you know what? Before we continue to talk about this, you know, we want to talk about, because like I said, this is currently spring break. And you have to get out and do something on spring break. You Don't get stuck trying to figure out what to do on Friday. Stop worrying, stop thinking. Head down to Compose Nightclub. Go find DJ Scepter, mix it in the lounge. So you can start dancing and start drinking. That's DJ Scepter every Friday, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy, fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. It goes down at Capone's. It goes down at Capone's. But no, seriously, if you haven't checked these guys out, like, you're seriously missing out. Like, if you haven't checked out DJ Scepter at Capone, like, he does this thing all the time. He puts his heart and soul into it. Like, I, like as soon as as soon as we heard about the news about 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 Five Dog, automatically he started putting together a mix. That's, that wasn't a mix I, I played earlier because he didn't have it ready. But the mix that I, I made just do a special Saturday show just so I can make sure I get his mix in there. Because... Oh man, like listen, I said he puts his heart and soul into his music, and you can feel it every time you every time you hear him play. So anytime you get a chance, head down to Capone's, check out DJ Scepter. He's a real deal, and he, and he does all kinds of events. Not only does he do nightclubs, he does bar mitzvahs because he's Jewish. <laughs> you know, he does parties, he does birthdays, he does weddings, um, any anything anything you can think of. Like he'll even play at an arena if you need him to. Anything you can think of, like he, he's that kind of dude. Like he 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 is he is musically versatile. He can do everything from 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 rock to country to to techno to house to hip hop. DJ Scepter. Right. So, as I was saying. So. The Hollywood Browns were completely dominant. Completely dominant from, from Snap. They played, like I said, the Peninsian Venoms. And it, it didn't look pretty. It wasn't pretty. And I don't think it was supposed to be pretty. They had three interceptions for the game. Every single time the Venoms started off the ball, they started off in bad field position. Every time they received the kickoff, they, they never exploded out of the end zone. They 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 sat around and, and, and they... They half, they half-heartedly ran until they thought there was going to be an opening. But by the time they thought there was going to be an opening, one, they had no momentum to go forward. And two, you have 12 huge dudes coming, flying at you. They had no chance. They had no chance from the beginning. And don't be surprised 
if the Hollywood Browns do not win a championship this year. And the reason I say that because they are also the reigning defending champs. And they are already looking in championship form. So, listen. When you get a chance, they're not going to play this Saturday. They are going to play again on April 2nd. I don't have the time yet. That is going to be determined. Actually, I do have the time, to be honest with you. I'll just wait until next week's show to tell you. <laughs> but head down there. It's at Joe Carter Stadium. It's right off of Sunrise Boulevard. Just less than a mile a mile off of Sunrise Boulevard heading towards the beach. Very less than a mile. It's going to be on your right-hand side. You can't miss it. Come check them out. Those boys are dominant, and they're good. And, like I said, their next game is going to be on April 2nd. Joe Carter Stadium. Versus the Broward County Barracudas at 7 p.m. Like I said, I'll remind you guys again. But, whoo! That's it. And also, you may see me out there too. So you'll be able to put a face to the podcast. It's like, we're going to switch over. And I find this part, I find this next part funny. Where... Mr. Pinion Manning. I'm not going to play his plug today. At all. I'm not. I'm going to leave him alone today. But I found it very odd that Peyton Manning is not going to retire an Indiana Colt. Am I the only person that finds that weird? Because he's only been with the Broncos for four years. And he has a ring with both of them. Is he still harboring some kind of resentment for them? For letting him go for doubting him? Or was this part of the agreement? The original agreement? With um, with John Elway? That also not only was he going to have to come to the team, you know, do this, do that, do um. Do this, do that, win this, reconstruct that, but also retire Denver Bronco, so Denver Bronco could continue to have flourishing quarterbacks up in their in their in their Raptors as championship quarterbacks that retired for the team. I don't know, I don't know, but I find it odd that you wouldn't go to the team that you played for for fourteen years versus the team that you played for for four. You're talking about how 18 was such a great number, and you got all choked up about it, but yet you retired with a team that you only played for for four. Man, it was a very special four years because, whoo, that, that was two Super Bowls. Like I, said, like, like I said, you completely matched what you did in 14 years in four years, but you also knew better. Yo, like This is also like, I, I don't get the people that say, skip me, that, oh, that Peyton Manning, you know, took you know, not only did he go to the go to four straight playoffs and you know make it two Super Bowls and and, and win one of them, and Andrew Luck did X Y Z in in Indianapolis, but he 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 says this with, with with total void of 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 also acknowledging that you Indianapolis didn't doesn't have they haven't had in the Andrew Luck time period, nor did they ever have during Peyton Manning's time period, the kind of defense that he has now. And that may be the number one factor. 
They don't have the offensive line that he has now. That may be a number two factor. You understand? So let's not get it twisted about if it may have been like the right move or not. Because long term, it, it, ha- like it has to be. Because like I said, right now, Denver's looking for a quarterback. And it's about to be Mark Sanchez. And Mark Sanchez isn't bad because when Mark Sanchez had this kind of talent around him, he took, a t- he took, he took his team to the AFC Championship. So while we're talking about also players that retire, we're going we're gonna to kind of switch sports for a little bit and talk about this guy, Adam LaRoche. Right? Hey, like I said, like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like, Peyton Manning retires as a Bronco. Adam LaRoche retires as dad, as a dad, like like, like the dad of dads, the kind of dad that like I wish I had, you know, or the, or that or existed in my family and at anywhere. Well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't exist in my family. My brother's like that. So here we are with Adam LaRoche, and he's given the ultimatum that, and I, and I could say it's an ultimatum that he was bringing to his child to the park every day. During the football, during the back, during the baseball season, and the White Sox said to him, "Listen, you can't keep bringing your kid here every day anymore." He says, "Okay, that's perfectly fine. I understand that. I respect. I respect your position. I retire." Looks like a hero. And the thing about it, like he could have done either or, and he he would have looked like a hero. He would look like a hero for for choosing to pay his family for. The rest of his life, their life, their kids' lives, and their, 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 their kids' lives. Or he can choose to take the current money that he has and live very comfortably and, and listen, very comfortably with his current kid and watch him grow. Can't knock him. It was just interesting. So, like I said, as, as the show is, is, is very quickly winding down. Yeah, you, can you believe it's been an hour already? Right, so, Washington. Let's talk about Washington real quick while we have a little bit of time. Actually, y'all want to talk about Washington now? I don't know if I want to end with Washington. We're going to come out and talk about Washington. Because what I really want to talk about is what's been the biggest upset in the NCAA tournament. And like I said, I, and you know I mentioned last show about how I have my, tournament, my bracket and how my bracket has been completely blown to whole highly hell? Well, I did a reevaluation of my bracket last night. My bracket isn't that bad off. <laughs> like I was really surprised to find my final four was still intact. Yes, my final four is still intact. Do you guys remember when we talked about this a couple weeks ago? Villanova is still in it. Oklahoma is still in it. And let's 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 get let's get it out of, out of the out of the way. Villanova is still in it, and they because right now we're in the Sweet Sixteen round. So Oklahoma is going to play Texas Texas A and M. Um, Duke is going to play Oregon, Villanueva is going to play Miami, Maryland's going to play Kansas, right? I had, I had Buffalo going a little bit further. I didn't have Miami coming this far out. So we still have Villanueva in there. I still have Oklahoma in it. I still have Syracuse in there. Yes. <laughs> and I still have UNC in there. Cause remember I told you, I only had one number one making it. I had a number one, two number twos and a number 10. And like I said, Syracuse was a hard pick. And I own, and even I own, me picking Iona for a long time was a hard pick. But out of everything that we've seen here, right? So like as we've looking at this, and there's only one number one left, right? There are what what two only two number twos? 
like out of four, left. So, out of all of that, I think the biggest upset still to this day in the NCAA tournament is LSU versus Texas. Yes, LSU versus Texas. Because Texas A&M, sorry, let me be a little bit more specific, LSU versus Texas A&M. That last game in their in their tournament, in their little conference tournament. What was it? SEC, ACC, whatever it is. Who cares? And because that loss prevented us from seeing Ben Simmons not only in the NCAA like not the NCAA um the NCAA tournament, but also the NI the NCAA National Championship tournament, but also the NIT tournament. You understand? Like that because because they withdrew themselves from the NIT. They probably would have been like the, like the number one seed in the NIT, just like how um, SMU was a couple years ago when that happened with Larry Brown as the coach. Right? Was it SMU or SJU? I think it was SMU. So you may not get to that Washington topic. Because you understand, so right now what we have right now is the potential number one pick in the draft. And while we're going to be watching and scrutinizing every other draft, like potential draft pick, right? Or a player that's going to be drafted throughout this tournament, Ben Simmons is sitting at home resting. Which, listen, it may be the smartest thing ever. Right, that you're like, you know what? I'm gonna rush my player, or, or, or even for himself, like, like, even if his coach came to him, like, hey, one player in that team, like, no, I'd rather shut it down. I'm already gonna be number one pick. I'd rather not risk anything. It's, it's like it's almost it's almost like the, like the smartest way for you to shut down the number one pick without the number one pick being scrutinized for shutting it down, because he had to have shut it down that game against Texas Texas A&M because they looked horrific. But Texas A&M prevented us from seeing them not only in the national championship, but even from the NIT. We get to see no tournament play whatsoever from who is going to be the number one draft pick of the 2016 NBA draft. Yes. And let's see if I can get this in here really quick. Right? Actually, we're going to want to go fast. So this may take like the next minute and a half. Right? So the Washington... Washington, I think I think the Washington should definitely change their name. And Washington keeps saying that they don't want to change their name because they have built a culture and they have built and they have built a brand and they have built all of this other stuff that they don't want that, that they do not want that they do not want to change because it's gonna cost it's gonna cost them money, whatever. And I'm thinking to yourself, like, are you really that stupid? Are you really that ignorant? Because what it really sounds like to me is that you just do not want to change your name. Because think about it. Think about it, everybody. Right? Everyone is like, oh, you know, they really shouldn't. If they rebranded, right? Think about every team that's ever changed their logo. You see, starting to see where I'm going with this? And they rebranded. Guess how big their nation is. Washington Football Nation is huge. That means Washington, everybody's gonna have to rebuy. All of your gear, all of your jerseys, all of those hats, all of that kid gear, all of those mitts, all of those signs, all of those flags, all of those banners, all of those socks, all of those ornaments, all of those cheers, all of, all of that lawn material. And then things that you have now, you can still resell at a higher price as vintage items. No, 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 no. 
but you don't want to change because for some reason you think it's going to cost you money. No, sir, you're just being ignorant. Thank you guys for listening to your, to the show. I do appreciate it. Thank you. You stay tuned. Stay blessed. And do not whatsoever for any reason stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!